I'm going to tell you something. Pastor knows this. His heart is just like mine. It's why we're such great friends. I really don't care about accolades. I don't care about people calling me bishop. I don't care about people saying, oh, you're the authority of prophecy. I could care less about that stuff. I don't care about cramming a bunch of people into a building and saying that you have a church because you have a couple thousand people there. I care about laying down at night and saying, God, I've given your word. I've given your word, God. I don't care about people liking me. It would be nice if you liked me, but I don't care if people don't like me. I've had people walk out on me in churches. It's nothing new. I'm at a point right now where I'm saying, God, if you've anointed me and this man to be pastors, we want to give the whole word. If we can save one, just by the fire, just save one. So what am I saying today? Well, it's possible that most of us in here are saved. It's also possible that some of us are living together. It's also possible that some of us are more dependent on drugs than we're dependent on Christ. It's also possible that some of us think that we're okay because we come to a church that's vibrant and on fire. Do not fool yourself. If you don't do the commands of God, the curses come on you. If you do the commands of God, you get the blessings. There's no gray area. It's either for Him or against Him, Jesus said. He's a curse breaker. Now listen to me. I'm not so interested in making America great again as much as I am in making America godly again. I go all over this country preaching messages like this. And let me tell you something. Pastors will ask me this. Well, pastor from Assembly of God churches, independent churches, Church of God churches, they'll ask me something. Do you need anything? You know, they usually want to give me water. That's wonderful. I sweat enough. I don't need, if I put water, it's only coming out. So I don't, I don't use the water. They said, are you going to have an altar call? I said, what? Are you going to have an altar call? You know, our church, we, we really don't do altar calls anymore. They give me this list of, of excuses, this arm-length list of excuses. I said, is the Pope Catholic? Of course I'm going to have an altar call. There used to be a time when you'd come to church, and I'm not too old to know this, where you came to church and you repented at an altar. There used to be a time when you came and you knelt down and you said, God, I'm sorry for my sins. There used to be a time when you wept at that altar. There used to be a time when you took all your burdens of the world and you laid them at an altar. And when you got back up, your face was smiling and you could tell that the glory of the Lord was on you. But we've made it too convenient. We've made people come into church and man, we'll bless you goodbye. It reminds me of the Catholic church I grew up in. What they would do is people would come so they could hear every part of the mass. The third part of the mass was the benediction. As soon as the priest would turn around and go like this, the people that were in the balconies and the people are underneath the floor and near the door which would go out the mass was done they just go out they were trying to do their duty don't come here and do a duty you want to come here and repent you want to come here and lay your soul bare you want to come here and say god forgive me i'm a sinner i'll be the first one god forgive me i am a sinner because we're all sinners and we need to get the world off of us every time we come to church today is the day of salvation would you bow your heads with me today Oh, I don't know. I'm kind of preached out right now. But I'm going to say a couple last things. There'll be a time when going to church meant cry used to be a time when it meant crying at an altar and repenting. And going out better than when you came in. Instead of living carelessly and not caring. I know the curses and I know the blessings. It happens one soul at a time. It's time to trust Him like you've never trusted Him before. It's time to live in obedience. It's time to get out of that live-in relationship. It's time to get help for your addiction. Oh, God is a God of mercy. God is a God of love. He's a God of grace. That's right. That's right. But he's also a God of justice. He's not a man that he can lie. If he says you're going to get curses, if you live disobediently, you're going to get curses. It's time to get free of the bondage. It's time to break out of the world 
and devote yourself to your wife, your husband, your children, and your God. And it's time to realize that God is absolutely crazy about you. He sends you flowers every spring and a sunrise every morning. Whenever you want to talk to him, he'll listen. And it's also good to remember that he can live anywhere in the universe and he chose to live in your heart. And now we have a choice. Look at these last couple of charts I want to send you, show you. I choose to love the Lord my God, obey him and commit myself firmly to him. He is the key to my life. When we choose to surrender the control of our mind to God, he will honor that choice and give us the strength and power to think right. See, Isaiah said, darkness covers the earth. I just showed you that. But the Lord rises upon you and his glory appears over you. You don't have to be a statistic today. Here's a promise for you. I made you. I'll carry you. I'll sustain you. I'll rescue you. Isaiah 46.4 I grew up in a single parent home. My father died when I was young. I was extremely evil. I blamed God. I blamed him for a long time then I just forgot about God. I did everything the world had to offer me. It doesn't even pay me to tell you my testimony. I rejected everything. If you would have asked me if I believed in God, I'd say, yeah, I believe there's a God. The devils believed, the Bible says, and tremble. But I wasn't living anywhere near him. Is life a struggle, you bet. Do we have problems? Absolutely. We're all sinners. Every single, you can't earn it. Every single one of us have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. The word sin in the Greek means this, to miss the mark. Have you ever missed the mark? I have. And we'll miss it again. Paul says, don't plan to miss it. Just because there's grace, don't plan to keep missing it. He says, get right. And let me tell you something, you don't do that for God, you do it for you. Because if you get right with God and do, listen to his commands, you'll have a life like Cheryl and I have, or like Pastor and Vicki have. It's not a trouble-free life, but it's a life we can lay our heads down and say, God, I've done my best I could for you. And we watch the rewards come to us. Not necessarily monetary rewards. That's so hollow, it's not even funny. But we watch the rewards come. We can smile at each other over a cup of coffee and realize that God has been so good to us. But you know what? It just takes one step in the right direction. That's all. Again, this message is not to make anyone feel guilty today. If you feel guilty, it's only because you're not choosing life. I came here to help you choose life. Would you bow your heads for me for a moment?